0: Okay, let's do the theme song. Okay, okay, okay. Bum, 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 Theme song. We promise not to meet you. Nope. We only want to meet you. Yep. We promise not to kill you. Oh, we only want to thrill you. Yeah. This is Zach. Hey. This is Paul. This podcast has it all. We are the FIFO Chums. we
1: Welcome, everybody, to Chums, our inaugural episode. Uh, I'm Zach Miko. I'm Paul Guyatt. And we will be your hosts on this brand new adventure into the podcasting world. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to have a podcast uh, called Big Things with Zach Miko. Um, you don't know that, probably. But just so you know, <laughs> that's uh, I, Paul was a recurring guest on that show, and I love our banter so much that we decided to make our own i'm very big he's very big it seemed like the perfect scenario for a podcast um so yeah paul why don't you let the folks at home know who you are what you do all that fun stuff well i'm i'm paul i'm a uh,
0: an obscenely tall voice actor i've been uh, doing that since 2003 and it's now 20 years later, and I'm in movies and TV and video games and all sorts of shit. Good stuff. And if you didn't know about Zach's old podcast, you definitely did not know about my old podcast, <laughs> Digressive Obscenity,
1: which is um, still on the podcast places. I, they don't go away. Once you make a they podcast, never go it, away. it does yeah. exist. I think you could physically <laughs> take them down. Why like, would you though? It, well, you know, if you, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure, like Recycling Mario bits. Batali said, stuff that he wasn't proud of on podcasts and stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm sure somebody said, something, taking shots at Mario Batali right out the gate. That's a yeah. that's a choice to make in a first podcast. We've lost half of our zero listeners. <laughs> exactly. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am a actually a plus size male model by profession. It is very odd. It is a, a strange profession um that i was one of the first people ever to do it in the sense that there used so used to work plus size male models used to be regular size models who turned 40 that's really the only qualification i did not know that they just were slightly bigger and older looking uh and when i say slightly bigger i mean like barely bigger but like that, that was like the traditional like big and tall model Uh, when I came along, I was the first one that was like, oh, look at that big old belly hanging out in all of these ads. So I was like plus size in the, I can't hide it or pretend, uh, category. Um, I'm not the biggest dude in the world. Um, I am a giant. I'm six foot six. Paul is six foot eight. Um, but when it comes to the male modeling world, I have at least, I don't know, a hundred and 120 pounds on your traditional straight size male model so it's definitely bigger and um yeah been a giant my whole life how about you paul always been a giant uh, i think ish i think it was i
0: think it was like middle school maybe sixth grade when i was yeah. taller than all my teachers and yeah. it was like oh okay something's something's happening here
1: well uh, the first couple of teachers i was taller than i remember i thought it was a big deal but now like in hindsight it's like no your first grade teacher was four foot eleven and i'm like oh okay so that's not I too crazy i think all first
0: grade teachers are four foot eleven i think they have to be
1: you gotta be closer to your students definitely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be get on down on them threatening yeah so like, when did you start going through growth spurts and whatnot?
0: I don't, I don't think I ever had a spurt. I think I was just kind of like a gradual, little <laughs> bit taller, little bit taller, a little bit taller, a little bit taller, and then all the little bits added up to like a foot. Because I think the average, the average dude height is like five nine.
1: I think it right? is five nine. I so think I'm a... now
0: almost a foot taller than the average dude, and yeah. a lot of average dudes don't love that.
1: No, no. It's definitely um, a hostile a environment sometimes. So well, especially because they like think that. only if they're just like, for me, it's, I used to bartend a lot and yeah. uh, shorter, like, like smaller guys would come in and either they want to be your best friend or they're sure. instantly like kind of aggressive and like yeah. need to prove to you that they're like, you might be, I've had so many guys be like, you might be six for six, but you know. I can take you to fight. And I'm like, you, yeah. Probably. I have very weak knees. I am. This is not an impressive thing. Don't tell people that.
0: There's a they whole... They can't know the weaknesses.
1: But yeah, oh no, our bodies are just broken. They, just they... bags of glass. <laughs> They've known how to kill giants since the Bible. It's been... <laughs> in the Bible. like, it's, like it's, in, it's in fairy tales. It's in nursery yeah. rhymes. Every yeah. child is taught how to kill a giant. Yeah, because we're the bad guys. From the nursery. You just... You, you... <laughs> well, okay, here's how you do it. You want to take out any giant person you ever meet in your life slingshot and the power s- of god slingshot or uh s- slight s- slightly fast falls just like a quick <laughs> little bam i'm done yeah. if i hit the ground i'm not getting back up plain we'll and do it to ourselves yeah oh it's god. gravity
0: gravity does the work yeah
1: oh my god did you my ever job
0: i had somebody just like people used to uh, kind of a uh, uh, come at you as a bartender i was a switchboard operator in a hospital but there was still a guy who was talking to, like, one of the guys in security. And just, he started the conversation with, with, not saying that I would. Not saying that I would.
1: But if I fought you, I'd go for your knees. They always say that. And I will say, it is correct. They're absolutely It right. is. If they go for like, my knees, it's done.
0: I could have just smiled politely, but instead I was like, I would shoot you. And it was not the right, the conversation came to a clattering halt which i'm fine with because i would go for your knees like there's nowhere to go from there well
1: i think that's just a guy thing once you start getting into like uh how you would
0: kill this other guy the
1: prison yard aggression you like (laughs) go right to like i need to prove i need to prove myself that i can because we're all toxic and it's the worst we're all in prison too yeah (laughs) we're in the prison of our own masculinity it's so the (laughs) i don't want to feel anything i don't want to feel anything i'm gonna get mad we're going i want sports and i want (laughs) hunting and i want fireworks and pussy oh my god uh (laughs) um but yeah right back (laughs) i know i've also been big my whole life and um but for me it was definitely a spurt like i had a lot of friends who were like around the same size as me and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden Sixth grade, I was like a pretty tall kid, and then seventh grade, I was over six foot, and then it was just a just here on after that, I was just the biggest person. Um, mm-hmm. I was always so I was talking to friends about this the other day. I think one of the things with being a bigger guy your whole life is also the fact that you are quickly introduced, um, at a very young age to like you know, uh, you're given a choice, so like you need to do a lot of sports, you need to work out, you need to do this, or uh, you need to do Weight Watchers with your mother, and you need to you need to take care of that. From that, you didn't, you weren't on Weight Watchers with your mom, Paul. I was not, Zach. <laughs> I was not. Is this no. less of a universal experience than
0: I think? I'm just one really tall guy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should <laughs> pull some other random tall dudes. No. Oh my there, God. There was there was more of the whole. You, 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 do you play basketball and then you must play basketball and then oh, you yeah. ought to play basketball. So that was part of it. But no, never, uh,
1: never had my mom be like, let's do Weight Watchers. Oh, I did. I was on, I, I did Weight Watchers. I did Atkins. I did, uh, you Slim Fast isn't really its own diet. It's more it just f- like shakes. shakes. I did yeah. all those. Um, I did every diet pill you could ever imagine. Um, wow. Ooh, I did the f- the 48 hour Hollywood miracle uh, diet, which was literally just a <laughs> that sounds um, so
0: credible.
1: It, <laughs> they sold it at Walmart and in like <laughs> it was sold at Walmart and it was <sighs> in like the 32 ounce Gatorade bottles. But it was like Hollywood 48 hour miracle diet. And what you did was you just didn't eat for 48 hours <laughs> and you drank this juice and if anyone told you like yeah if you don't eat for 48 hours yeah you'll fucking lose a little weight that's how it works so they're like 100 percent success rate and i'm like what well you just telling juice? me not to eat um it wasn't like a lemon flavor from what i remember i think it was similar to like master cleanse was a big thing um if you remember yeah. what that was which the was just like yeah like w- lemon like, water and you shit I think it was lemon water and cayenne pepper and diarrhea is basically nice yeah what it was the glamour um, of
0: hollywood <laughs>
1: i know but i did i did them all i I lost uh, i didn't lose i lost weight i gained weight i lost weight i gained weight always had man boobs the whole time there was never a time the skinniest i've ever been they were still i was i was still there with a with a heavy handful at this point i feel
0: like uh, we use them like the the shelf sweat under the boob to know when there's a storm brewing (laughs) it's like it's like a barometer it's like we'll stop in the middle of conversation and go
1: Norista
0: blowing them. <laughs> three hour four hour maybe
1: oh my god no i've I, I remember they've always been the one thing, even when my stomach was getting bigger, I was like what really bugged me was I'm like these just won't go away, and they're yeah. just there at all times even now like i've I've been working out more than I have like ever in my life um and because I finally have a healthy relationship with my body more at another podcast, nice. but um because of that i was like well maybe my man boobs will go away it's like no they're now just sticking out like further because now <laughs> all, all i'm doing is you're building it, the muscle under the fat. i'm just building up the base of the mountain <laughs> so the summit and the peak is farther and farther and farther out but um, were you did did you support the man's or the bro on the i seinfeld I don't remember which was which, but I think the one I have in the past, like, used male shapewear in the past, oh. especially on jobs, they've had me use it. Sure. And it's just a very, very, very tight, uh, like, tank top, essentially, okay. made of spandex. And um, I hate it. I feel so. One of the things about being a big guy is you're always hot. I was oh, yeah. very, very hot the whole time and it was very uncomfortable and I, even like when i was in middle school i didn't like using like undershirts because that was a big thing is a lot of guys would wear like an under t-shirt sweat. like sweat yeah and like two sizes smaller so it kind of like and i just i hate like i'm feeling suffocated all the time so i was the kid yeah. that instead was wearing like the bowling shirts with like a dragon and an anime character yeah on them.
0: yeah 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 nice
1: i just went hard for the guy fieri look that was yeah. that was me all through middle he school, he made it
0: work. So I mean, yeah,
1: I love Guy Fieri. I don't know why. That I think I'm glad people are back to liking him because there was like a weird thing on the internet for a while where it was everyone's like, ah, fuck Guy Fieri, and it was always like, what has this man ever done but live his dream and enjoys I mean, things? And I
0: missed the hate.
1: Oh, so I'm, I'm glad he, he had over a it. he had a Nickelback similar hate, which I think is also fading off good for Nickelback because
0: some people still some people I think it's fading some people are just diehard anti-Nickelback
1: I think it's just it's I think it's like I, I think hating Nickelback is proving that we're old people now is because yeah. like like the new generation is just like we don't what Nickelback we don't care and it's like I
0: think hating any music in general is is kind of like why are you wasting your energy yeah like do anything else
1: oh i know and And i love it's not
0: gonna change anything like you go to somebody's like you like nickelback fuck you i hate nickelback and it's like
1: i used to get in those people's faces specifically for nickelback just because my issue was like this (laughs) hatred of they're like they're the worst band ever and i'm like listen you fucker yeah every single one of us liked the first song nickelback came out with that one song the this is how you remind me and everyone went this is a great fucking song and then they came out with 15 more oh you're wrong paul you're wrong it's a great no, song no no, 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 i'm just saying
0: i'm not saying it's not a great song i'm saying i can't recall it to my mind and then you did a little of it and i do remember not liking it
1: oh it's i mean it's it's fine not to like it but people are yeah. like this is the worst thing ever and that was always
0: i feel like <laughs> people who say things that are that final this is the worst thing ever clearly have not experienced all the things oh yeah like this is the worst movie ever it's like my friend sit down let me show you redneck zombies like there's
1: there's oh my god there's always oh, a no. trap door what in was the basement the one? there's I always think it was poop zombies I, I, I don't watch that zombies. with you there's a japanese movie literally oh about uh zombies that come up out of an outhouse and they're made of poop and it was the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life i'm i'm happy that exists that's the thing i'm not gonna be like what a stupid se- what a shitty movie i'm gonna say hey. like i'm glad that exists i'm glad it exists too yeah. you know what i'm also glad exists news yeah yeah news segments you're oh, saying okay. news not nudes news i mean i'm glad both of them exist but the yeah, news man. the news. news um one of the things we're gonna try to do on this podcast is bring up some fun uh news stories that we see from time to time that we're gonna call big news. Get it, because we're, we're big. And sometimes the stories will have to do with size. Like yes. this first one. Um, Paul, yes. did you know that a microscopic handbag, actually a knockoff of a Louis Vuitton handbag, sold at auction for sixty-three thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Now, this green bag was made in New York by the New York-based art collective Mischief, and it measures in at 657 by 222 by 700 micrometers, which is smaller than a grain of salt and small enough to fit through the eye of a needle. Uh, It acts as a commentary on the impracticability of the ever-shrinking luxury brands. Someone paid 600 and, uh, sorry, $63,750 for that. You know how we were just talking about like
0: if someone hates Nickelback, like being like that's cool man whatever, do you know,
1: you hate microscopic uh knockoffs of luxury brands.
0: I didn't know they existed. <laughs> I'm not going to say I hate them. And on one hand it's like, yeah, stick it to the man. On the other hand it's like if a rich person bought it
1: for $63,000, oh my god. Doesn't that defeat the purpose? <laughs> I think. Well, that's the, all. All those things with those like super like niche like, art collectives, I, and they're I made like, this I'm to s- mock you. Love it. I know. That's great. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Is the best part. It was that <laughs> is that it is. Um, it's a knockoff of Louis Vuitton. It's not sanctioned by Louis Vuitton. Um even the That I like. That I even like. I feel the, like the, uh, the New
0: York tradition of buy of people selling knockoffs on blankets like Rolexes that tick. Oh yeah. F- quick fact for anybody who ever goes to New York City and think you're buying a Rolex for $30 on the street, if it ticks, it is not a Rolex. Or the, head,
1: the second hand on a Rolex it just moves. It does She tick. sweeps. She sweeps. And no, any of those any of those really good watches that do a little sweep. A sweep um we're gonna get some watch hate for that definitely uh, Vachon, come <laughs> at me vashon i know um but uh the actually the director of that of mischief the art collective um said that he believed in asking for you know forgiveness rather than permission when they were like did louis vuitton say that was okay um Funny enough, though, it then where it sold at auction is actually the auction house owned by Pharrell Williams, the current creative director of Louis Vuitton. So they <laughs> so don't somebody seem to mind. Somebody
0: an email. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they don't mind did you, whatsoever. Did you ever see the uh, the Banksy picture? Uh, oh, the one that
1: shredded? The
0: one that was he, so, so supposed to shred. Built it, well, the, most of it shredded. Yeah. He built it into a frame that was a shredder. And I think, I don't know, he made it or he gave it to somebody and said, like, hey, don't ever sell this. And they were like, sure. And sure enough, it was auctioned at Sotheby's, I think, or or Christie's Sotheby's, or Sotheby's Thanks, thank Sotheby's. you. And then as And then Banksy was in the audience at the auction. The moment it sold, he triggered the thing that started to, to uh, basically digest the painting and yeah. turn it into nothing. And it's like... That I appreciate. I feel like it was beautiful.
1: However, yeah. it beg- it did uh, backfire on him because it only went down halfway. Yeah. Uh, then making it and now a it's worth moment, even more. like it, it like ten x increased its value after that. Yeah. So the person who saw it shred was just like, "Wow, thank you," because this is yeah. now a moment. But the whole art industry. I mean, I I know so many artists. I mean, we both work in the creative fields. Yeah. And what is I frustrating? Don't, I don't get it. I, I where, mean, I don't i love it but what what is frustrating about it is everyone does come at the you know this is a this is a commentary on the impracticability of of you know all this and but then exactly as you said it sells for like sixty thousand dollars There's still the art world is still so defined by millionaires deciding what they think is edgy and cool rather than yeah. like the the actual cool i don't know i don't know well it's that's one of a, things
0: i don't want to get involved like again I don't want to comment on Nickelback because I don't know nearly enough about Nickelback. I don't want they're to comment great. on the edgy they're art funny.
1: world because I don't know enough about the I will, edgy th- art world. This is something we're going to learn in this podcast, that I will <laughs> go to bat for Nickelback 10 nice. times out of 10. I don't <laughs> I don't even like them that much. I can just easily get so mad at people attacking. <laughs> I think they're good. They had one weird song. The one weird song was like... Look at this photograph. That was, that was a, ooh, this is kind of a I have cheesy, weird memes song. have of
0: that. Oh. And I love the memes of that where they cut out photo and he's holding up a picture of a graph. Oh,
1: my Look God.
0: Look at this graph. And then it's like almost a still image of him just going,
1: it's so holding good. Up a graph. It's so yeah, funny, like... and the best part about them, this is this has turned into a Nickelback stand. Yep, this uh, is podcast, not what we're doing, yeah. Sorry. The <laughs> best part about that is that they are so in on the joke, and they absolutely love it. Like they've they they went on a podcast to talk about it, and they were like, you know that meme? Look at this graph. And it's the, he's like, it's weird. It's the funniest thing ever. He goes, we own that music. <laughs> I can get it taken off of YouTube at any moment. I can get it taken sure. down at any time. But we think it's funny. So we're like, it, sure, go for it. Meanwhile, they're selling sold out arenas everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the, like, the
0: thing. It's, it's not like people's hatred for them have stymied their career oh at all. Not like, one We're bit. doing fine. Hate yeah. us. Buy our CD and burn it, why don't you? Thank like God. like set it on fire. Yeah Yeah, download the album and then joke about
1: downloading it. We still get the money. Oh, my God. It's like, Um, yeah. You know what's big? Bears. Bears are big. Bears are very big. big. A woman in Maine was hospitalized after confronting a black bear in defense of her dog. Uh, Lynn Kelly was 64 years old, and she was tending her garden in Maine uh, when her dog was barking at something in the woods. And shortly after that, the dog came racing through the backyard with a black bear in hot pursuit. Uh, For those of you who don't know, on the East Coast, we mostly have black bears. They're the smallest of the American bears, yeah. the smallest still means they're about six hundred pounds. They're anywhere from four to six hundred pounds. They're big old bears. They're not little. Um, <clears throat> That's the both of us combined. Like we are the weight oh, yeah. of a black bear. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, like, like. Don't get me wrong. A, a pretty big black bear but oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're still yeah. big boys yeah. um but anyway it was tear after her dog and she did what she was told to do miss kelly she stood and made herself appear large if anyone's ever attacked by a bear you make yourself look as big as you possibly can and you try to scare it off uh what she did that they don't recommend is then she lunged at the bear and tried to punch it in the face To which the bear um, caught that hand punch in its mouth and just ragdolled her for a minute. Um, Luckily, it did run away. It didn't continue to attack her. Uh, She had to go to the hospital for stitches. But uh, my question is, Paul, you—you are a pet owner. I am. You—you have—you have have little kitties. We have an indoor cat. Yeah. You have a nice, beautiful cat. Now um, I forget his name. Stormy. It's a she. Stormy. I forget her name.
0: Uh, uh, Stormy Geddon, Lord of All, from uh, the Doctor Who episode, the second James Corden Doctor Who episode. Love it. Yeah, um, we didn't name her that. She was kind of a friend. A friend rescued her and then gave her to us. So well, beautiful. We well, Stormy.
1: Yeah. If you saw Stormy uh, suddenly was outside and you know she's an indoor cat, so first you'd be like, "Oh fuck!" She's That's outside. already bad. That's, <laughs> That's already a bad not thing. a good thing. I have an indoor cat too, and he's been going outside lately. It's been rough. It's yeah. Like, He's 13 years old, and he's just like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm done. He's you just been trying ready. to... Jesus. Just trying to sacrifice himself to go he to the hot So first you see that she's outside, but then you see a black bear coming at her. My question is, do you do anything?
0: I mean... If I could get through the paralysis, I, I'd like to say I think I would because I don't know how tall uh, Lynn, her name was. Is? Uh, Lynn. Um, Lynn, I, I don't know how tall. She was Lynn 64,
1: is. so I'm going to guess under 5'7.
0: Under 5'7.
1: That's my, uh, just guess, that's a stereotyping. I'm stereotyping. That's fair. Um, okay. I feel like
0: we have the height thing down. Yeah. So, like, hopefully it would just be like a matter of putting my arms up, which with my arms up, with our arms up, we're. Over Ten eight feet feet tall? Feet. Yeah. No, really no, big. that's not. I don't, I don't have. No. I don't have four feet. Our arms are four <laughs> feet long. It's horrifying. Yeah, it's I a love secret about tall people. Our, our arms just are, um, are length. So I hope I would do that. But going back to it, as soon as you said in Maine, I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if she punched it.
1: No, because yeah, Mainers
0: are fucking hardcore, man. When you have winters that brutal,
1: oh for like. God.
0: 15 months of the year like you will punch a fucking
1: bear i get that i work for ll bean a lot and they are some tough customers ll bean is wonderful but like just mainers in general like if you go to the ll bean store um it is just if you you thought you've seen dead animals before oh (laughs) boy (laughs) there is just like more taxidermy than you could ever imagine and then just like you know the you go to the left and there's just several racks of guns half yeah. of them spray painted pink and about this big for children. And you're nice. just like, this is really impressive. These are people that don't fuck around. And I feel like it's similar to, I mean, they're not as intense, but it's very similar to, um, the way it is in Alaska, whereas in Alaska, there's no need for gun permits. And like, if you ever watch that show, uh, Alaska state troopers, he's like, we have a 100% chance. Anyone we pull over in a car is armed because we <laughs> think they should be armed. Because if they need to fight a grizzly, they need a fucking or a moose or something like that. They're like, they're like, oh no, no, no! They should have something on them. It's very similar. Most of Maine is wilderness. So like, Portland's a beautiful little town. On you know, they have all the vacation towns right along the coast. Once you're north of that, you're going way up there, huh? You're going. It is oh, fucking.
0: We call yeah. that bear country because yeah. there's more bears than people there. <laughs> also Noristas. Oh yeah, I, I. We went on our. Sometimes dad is better. <laughs> 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 oh, you don't want to go up there. Oh God, what was his fucking name? Uh, uh, Eddie
1: Munster. I forget it.
0: <laughs> oh, Eddie Munster. <laughs> but what was the, the guy? The the doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Doctor. I uh, oh my God. I don't Gage, know.
0: Gage Creed. Gage Creed. <sighs> God but. damn it. Yeah. God damn it. that's burial
1: what... ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gore. <Gareth. laughs> <laughs> That's all I know of Maine is just fucking two lines for Pet Cemetery. Stephen <laughs> King, entire... Pet Cemetery, yeah. Well, Stephen so King, actually... oh, fun fact, fun fact, Stephen King. Yes. I'll do my Stephen King fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do, do, do Okay. It. Fun fact Stephen King is uh, actually, I was born and raised in Stratford, <laughs> Connecticut, and so was Stephen King. For as much as he's a big old Maine person, like huh. a, a world renowned Mainer, um, yeah. he lived in my hometown until he was 12. And, Twelve. I know. So don't get me wrong, his formative years, I mean, it depends on what you consider. His creatively formative years was definitely Maine. But, I feel like when you develop your fear, you yeah. develop it as a kid. So
0: that actually kind of bums me out a little bit. I'm a Well, huge hey, Steven if
1: it makes fan. you feel better, um, yes, Connecticut please. is haunted as fuck. And we have, yes. like, in just in my hometown, our, my hometown was founded in 1639. Um, if anyone's listening from across the pond, you won't think that that is that old. But I promise you, it is very old for the Super United States. Garage, and yeah. we have tons of buildings from that time. We have a local witch whose name was Goody Bassett. Nice. And the story, everyone was told a different story about her. The story I was told about good old Goody Bassett <laughs> was... Um, She was off with, you know, her other Puritan people one day. And they're going on the woods. And uh, her group is attacked by wolves. The wolves just grab Goody... And savage her, and just like, and all of her other party just runs away. They're like, ah, wolves. (laughs) See you later, Goody Bassett. She was twenty-two. She was old anyway. Exactly. They just like tore her to pieces. Um, but the but it turns out that um in the in the legend, you know, everyone runs away. Goody Bassett survives. The version of the story I was told comes after all of those cowards. (laughs) After all those cowards. No, (laughs) that was that she. Uh, was found by uh, one of the local native tribes who took her in and you know nursed her back to health and made sure that you know helped heal her and she was like wow i feel so much better thank you and they say oh good have a good day and goody bassett goes back to her the town of stratford and Mm -hmm. she goes guys i'm back I'm back from the wolf attack. And they went, Kill her. no one could have survived that fucking get. She's gone. Kill her. Kill her. And they grabbed her and she was taken to be hung. There's a legend that there is a boulder in our town that conveniently is supposedly under I-95 now. But, but, it used, but, but our parents definitely saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That <laughs> supposedly has her hand marks of them like dragging her to the gallows. And she's like has her finger imprints dragged off so so there's definitely ghost stuff for stephen king to be uh sure inspired by all of the conjuring movies are based on the warrens uh ed and lorraine and their their local heroes they're we have uh the haunted collector he's in my hometown um john zaffis i believe is a good name for a haunted it's zaffis is definitely his last name i know that i went to high school with his son but well, I think it's John. I don't know. I didn't watch the Haunted Collector, but you can drive I by the barn that he keeps all the stuff in. Because I do wouldn't want to do that either. I yeah. don't know.
0: I saw. I saw. There's only three of those right now. The The, 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 the Conjuring's. Conjuring. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's about three of them. First one, loved it. Really, really solid. Second one, I thought it was actually kind of sweet. The relationship. It was more about the relationship between the Warrens, yeah. in my mind. Third one, I feel like they kind of. I feel like they really stretched based. Was on that true the nun story. one? No, no, no. The nun was, the nun,
1: yeah. Like, but that it was, was still them,
0: right? It was still, I think, related to them somehow. But no, the third yeah. one had like devil and devil, devil. Oh right? yes, it had like devil the in the, devil the title within or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. And at I remember one point, uh,
1: Miss Elizabeth Warren. The... Sure, I think that is um, a senator that you're thinking of. <laughs>
0: senator Elizabeth
1: Warren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was at one point in the film being
0: like chased. By the killer, I don't think that really it's Lorraine. Lorraine is Lorraine. Lorraine is the Warren. Warren okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I just... don't think when you say based on a true story, I don't believe that Lorraine Warren actually came in contact with a serial killer. So I think oh, that there based is a the true all... story is
1: getting they're, they're, more, they're more tallowy. They definitely have um, reputations in the area that don't get me wrong, they would go to speak at all the high schools and the colleges sure. and they were always yeah. fun, but then, like, I don't know, you mentioned the Warren's names like in front of the wrong old person it's like those oh, grifting God. bastards and you're just
0: like oh okay cool <laughs> i will say patrick wilson is in too many um uh horror movies because i'll see wilson. a movie oh i love him but i feel like he's so in a good. lot of horror movies kind of that feel a little samey so yeah. like he'll come on and i'll be like wait is this the one where he's the ghost hunter or he's just the father whose kid is a demon and he is now a demon red red door like it's all kind of mushing together a little bit when you have the three conjurings and the 17 insidious
1: movies oh yeah yeah patrick wilson has uh everything that i dream of as an actor where he gets to be the lead in every single movie like but can go to any diner and no one will talk to him like he has no no (laughs) no he just, so i'm sure anonymous. he has a stalker he doesn't tell like us about but like sure. for the most part you know you'll, he'll never show up in a tabloid he'll never show he just gets to just do lead after lead after lead yeah. and everyone's like that fucking guy who's that guy yeah that was a guy he said, moonshot yeah or moonfall <laughs> one of the moons he was one in of that the one movies,
0: yeah Watchmen. he played night owl which is a great oh, job oh my in god
1: um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have to move on in a second. Um, I agree. <laughs> that's another thing that's going to happen in this podcast, guys. We're going to read a news tangents. story and then talk about other things. Um, oh, yes. Tangents are going to be a big part. So, but it welcome. will come back to Nickelback. It will be back every story is back to Nickelback. Um, yeah. I do want to talk, however, about the orcas fucking up all the boats. Have you been following this? I saw that this like almost at the same time. I, I the whole Ocean Gate thing.
0: Oh, and for for a quick beautiful. moment, I was like fuck ai is atlantis <laughs> rising they could like they, I mean, is and then like how much more exciting would that be like oh here's here here's what ai thinks will smith eating butter looks like no, that's no, the no.
1: problem with ocean the gate fucking, the, <laughs> ocean yeah. gate
0: that's they knocked what the they got boulder. to
1: they weren't over yeah. uh, the titanic they're accidentally over atlantis entrance and they're like yeah Take them out.
0: Trespassing, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. I know. Well, the orcas, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a pack of orcas in Spain. Pod. Pod of orcas. Pod of orcas. I was pod almost a marine biologist. Wait a minute. That.
0: I thought dolphins were a pod.
1: Uh, all uh, cestations are pods. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Okay, cool. Well, that's what we Look go with. Look
0: teaching people shit.
1: I know. I know. I know. I know. Um I'm sure if you, they're all pods, but if you said herd, I don't think anyone would get mad at you because we do refer to the females as cows and the babies as calves, but yeah. So and bulls as the males. So I don't know, but it's definitely pod for, okay. you know, to I set that record straight. Uh Bridgeport Regional Aquaculture Vocational Center um shout out <laughs> shout out to you guys big,
0: big fan of the show a uh, big, big friend fan. of the show big
1: friend, big of, the friend show. of the show <laughs> <laughs> Bridgeport regional vocational uh anyway uh these orcas in um in Spain have uh begun attacking yachts they do not attack small little boats they do not attack little things they're specifically attacking like sailing yachts and they're just bum rushing them and like ripping off the rudder and just leaving them <laughs> stranded and they think what happens is it's all these young uh orcas and they were all they believe they were all taught this by this older uh female orca <laughs> who they think had a bad run in with a boat one day and ever since then has just been Teaching it and it started off as like this one orca was like out for vengeance, but now it's just become a learned behavior of the pod where they're just like, (laughs) oh, we fuck up boats. That's what we do. This is great. And it's just one like the other. It just happened um, during a big endurance sailing race going through the Strait of Gibraltar uh, where they attacked and ripped off a rudder of a boat. They say it was a 15 minute run in with at least three giant orcas that forced the crew of the ocean race on saturday to drop its sails and raise a clatter in attempt to scare off the approaching orcas i don't know if a clatter is a device or they're like a rose such a clatter stop that stop that they just were yelling over the making clapping noises to scare off
0: one of the biggest creatures on the earth yeah
1: They said that 20, someone in one of the crews said that 20 minutes ago they got hit by some orcas. Uh, They said three of the orcas came straight at us and they (laughs) they headed straight for the rudders, ripping them off. (laughs) It was impressive to see the orcas. They're beautiful animals, but also a dangerous moment for us as a team, which I could see that. I don't know. I like, I used to. In, see videos of people who would like get scared of like it'd be orcas or humpbacks or other whales like they'd yeah. be like on a kayak or in a boat and they're like you gotta call the coast guard we're being attacked and everyone's like shut up they're beautiful yeah orcas don't incredible. attack people they don't do anything um, but now that they're like ripping things off boat, they have said any, but no human has still yet to be injured they're just literally coming up to like rip the rudder off the boat and take off because there have been times where like people have fallen overboard and they they do not bother them at all they're like no we have no interest in hurting you humans but these boats wait till they find out who drives the boats they're really not
0: gonna like that There's there's almost <laughs> like a Batman like Batman doesn't kill but yeah. he will fuck a criminal up these orcas are batman yeah Yeah. well no clearly they're they're aquaman Um, oh yeah so again gonna be technical about it i'm i'm saying atlantis i'm saying it's atlantis rising and i for
1: one am looking forward to it i cannot wait for all of the orcas to kill all of the super yachts yeah um and now we're gonna go to our simpsons halloween specials when the dolphins
0: snorky talk (laughs) man Excuse me, let me let me try that again. Uh, my name is Snorky. Yeah, that that's that sort of Yeah. It's pretty funny. Rings true. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Alright, we're gonna go to our first break, everybody. Are you tired all the time? Does food not taste like food? Do your eyes feel like sand? Well then you need sleep. Just a week of eight or nine hours a night. Maybe even only six hours a night. Just unbroken. Sleep or water. Maybe you're dehydrated. You need sleep or water or both. Sleep at night, water during the day or new blood. Maybe that sleep, water or
1: new blood. Try it out today. Thank you and welcome back, everybody. Uh, (laughs) We're going to take some listener questions now. Um, Paul, is that okay with you? Is that something we can do? Um I would,
0: anyone I would love to do nothing more than answer questions.
1: Good. Anyone who wants to have any question answered on Feef Chums, please uh you can shoot us a DM. You can answer one of our stories. Our uh Instagram and all of the other social media handles is at Fe Chums, F-E-E-F-I-F-O-C-H-U-M-S. F-E-E-F-I-F-O-C-H-U-M-S. One more Nailed time, it.
0: that's F-E-E-F-I-F-O-C-H-U-M-S. Beautiful. And yeah, Saying well, it out loud, I feel like maybe we should have just named it Podcast.
1: We could but have I done I feel that. like it
0: maybe would have gotten lost. We're going to get better at spelling it. I think we both did a it's great fine. job. It's but fine. Yeah,
1: it, it's, when you started spelling it the second time, I was panicked because I couldn't follow along with it. And I'm just like, <laughs> man... Man, I hope he's correct. I can't. I can't spell check him on this. I, I think have no I'm correct fucking idea. Oh,
0: no, we, we can have it pop up on the screen like a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We're paid. <laughs> hey, look at us, Steffy uh, We'll have stories and things, and you can submit your listener questions. When we say listener questions, we mean anything. Submit us anything you want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. It does not have to relate to uh, voice acting or male modeling we will talk whales, about both of those things or nickelback um, i will answer one nickelback question per episode that is the rule uh, i will too knowing nothing about nickelback but literally ask us anything because this is a developing show and we're still yeah. figuring it out so we're going to we see what need works. You. we need we you we need you you give us content we you
0: give, give you us content, content. It's like a human centipede, except this there's is no beginning and no
1: end. You tell me what you want to hear, and I say it to you. Exactly. I think that's how all podcasts work. <laughs> it's just like, I think what so. do you want me to say? I yeah. will say
0: it. I think it'd be pretty ballsy, though, to kind of be like, we don't care who's listening, and we're doing our own podcast, and we want no input from you, fuck you. Like, it's just a very aggressive podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we're pretty aggressive. This is not that. We're pretty no. aggressive, but like... In but a like
0: loving, reciprocal way,
1: optimistically aggressive, optimistically aggressive. Exactly, that's who we are. Uh, our first question comes from K A, and they ask, "What is the weirdest slash funniest setup for a photo or film job that you've ever been hired for? And has there been any you refused to do?" Well, I have one. Do you want to go first? I no, no, one. you go one. first because I'm still I'm still racking. Yeah.
0: Okay. So as far as refusing something, something just happened. Actually, Uh, I auditioned for something that involved, well, so I won't get into it. So I I did the audition and I got an email from my agent that said, Hey, they want to book you. Uh, here's the rate. Here's the usage. However, they will not agree to a no AI clause in the contract. Mm. Um, and I, and I was like, no, (laughs) if, if they can't put that in writing and their lawyers gave some Oh,
1: delightfully bullshit. Like,
0: well, it would interfere with the production if we were... If oh, we my could, God. And it's like, they just want
1: to rip your voice to recreate things? Is that what it is? Those they wanted to bastards. have the ability,
0: if they felt they needed to, to blah, blah, blah. But what ended up happening, so I sent an email back saying, of course, my agents were like, we strongly recommend you don't take this job because it only paid like a few thousand dollars, Oh my God. but you never know who's gonna buy that company and then my voice is gone. So they said, we would recommend you don't take this. And I said, unless they sign that into the contract, I'm not interested. Couple weeks later, turns out every single person they cast was like, I'm not going to sign this oh unless God. you put an end. No AI contract in. So now we're waiting on new contracts to come back and potentially. Have they
1: missed yeah. the whole like you know writers guild strike and the SAG threatening to strike? Literally about the use of AI is like one of the main points in this entertainment industry wide strike.
0: I don't know what their reasoning is, but this is is yeah, money. Agent, is a money. good agent. It's money, but if but it's also you teach a man to fish. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that's that was something I get I, I AI to down. generate
1: the fish. Get AI forever. to generate the fish. Yeah, fuck that man. And there's no
0: there's no actual fish. Uh, but no. So the weirdest thing I ever had was a couple. Actually, no. Um, January 2020, the uh, Super Bowl. You mm-hmm. remember the Mountain Dew commercial with Brian Cranston, where they yes. redid the Shining? Yes, I did. So I did the Instagram, like compliment to that where it was tony the finger watching the super bowl oh my god and the audition was literally just my hand on camera and doing a voice of like what if tony the finger was grown up i mean who would cast
1: that finger
0: i know but that's that's a long fella i think i have voldemort hands um but yeah, so I, I said that at the audition and I was like, I think I have Voldemort hands. And this is when, like, you know, I, I knew the casting director and I'm like, this is weird. I've never done this. Like, you look great. It's, it's hilarious. Um, and I book it and they built a set with a little hole in the floor. And it's it's literally just and it was some of it was scripted. Some of it was just improv, but it was the most bizarre thing I have ever done. So I was I was crunched up under this set and I just had my finger poking through and they had mic'd me up and I was doing this voice that was kind of a little Will Arnett-y, but also okay. like my own Will Arnett my own version of it. Um
1: demonstrate.
0: And they had made tiny little props. They made finger food. Like there were literally like 35 Instagram stories. So if you look oh up Tony the Finger Mountain Dew zero sugar it should uh, do not look up, up tony
1: the finger without mountain dew zero sugar
0: definitely put zero sugar mountain dew zero sugar in there otherwise don't no, tony the finger and especially don't go to tony the com slash finger blast That Duh. is, we Dut do not org, endorse however. that Dut org gets a little more legit but still yeah. not legit enough for us yeah but no that uh, was the weirdest thing for me but i delight the whole thing was a blast
1: for me it's um i've had a lot of opportunities for underwear as you would know, mm-hmm. and um, I've done a lot of them. I've, I've worked in underwear before. I'll continue to work for underwear. Um, sure. The only one, as far as refused to do... Um, I mean, I definitely have a ton I refuse to do. We get crazy stuff. Every uh, sex toy in the world wants me to advertise for them. Oh, my God. I have gotten – I'm not going to name any of them right now <laughs> because, you know, it's, the time may come where I need that money. Yeah. Uh, but hey, sex you toys, you know, man. Never, your your toys, your lubricants, your um, your accessories, <laughs> your – Your moldables, your inflatables, your uh, your your flavored, your uh, your bigs and your smalls. I've been asked to do all of them. Um, And my first question is always, well, what are they paying? Because I'm I'm nothing but a whore for money. Oh, yeah. So there's always there will always be something that I will be (laughs) like, yeah, I will fucking do that. Uh, But I had one company that I worked with doing e-commerce a lot. For those of you who don't know, e-com is um, literally the point-of-sale pictures on a website. So from the modeling's perspective, if you go on, say, OldNavy.com, and you're like, oh, what kind of T-shirts do they got? And you see all the little thumbnails of all the people wearing T-shirts, that's e-com photos. So that is not the most glamorous acting job, but it's the most regular acting job. So everyone does it. I still do e-com. But I had one, but a lot of the times you have a larger... Studio or house, uh, you're not working for a brand directly. You're working for a larger house or studio that is working with like 15 other brands, and they'll bring all the clothes in, and you'll go and you'll you'll shoot whatever, and you'll shoot like 80 different looks in a day. Well, there's one in particular that always tried to get me to do underwear, and I had to tell them kindly a couple times that you know I don't do underwear. Uh, is at first what I told them, and then they were like, you're a model, you have to do underwear, blah, 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 blah. And then I came back to them and was like, okay, let me rephrase that. I don't do underwear for the rate you're paying me to do underwear. There sure. is, you guys can see all of this for the correct price. That is not a problem. I will show whatever, there's a dollar amount. Um, I've agreed to most of them. Like with my agent beforehand, I'm like, if they start asking, this is the tier list that we go to for the me tier to, list. <laughs> to for, What do you want to see? This is what it costs. Um, it sounds like you're dancing <laughs> around this.
0: I'll just straight up say it. We do not currently have an OnlyFans no, page. No, 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 no. We don't. Currently.
1: Currently. currently. There's no plans to open an OnlyFans page. Currently. I will never say no to anything. I mean, Currently. what kind of money are we talking about? We'll see. Yeah. Um, this is going to be our posters. We're going to go on tour one day with this podcast. And it's just going to be you and me and our OnlyFans links. And, and like, just oh.
0: holding up people, holding up signs, show feet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People love feet. People love feet. I've been offered money for feet. But anyway, <laughs> this one um, company that had me do e-com a lot and I had to tell them not. Well, they would always try to sneak it in until one day. I walk. This is the first time I've ever walked off set in my entire life because usually it's wow. like they try to sneak in a couple underwear stuff, and I'm like, no, no, um, I'm not going to do these, but I'll do these. And they're like, oh, and they try to hem and haul. My favorite part is they're like, but you get to keep the underwear when you're done. And I'm like, I have underwear. This is, yeah, <laughs>
0: underwear is very affordable. This is the thing right now.
1: Most of the things that, um, you're try- asking me to wear are just like assless jock straps, and I'm just like, I don't. Jockstraps are very good for some people. They're not my cup of tea. Boxer briefs, if anyone's concerned. Um, So I would always say no to them. And then one day I walked in, and there were 67 pairs of underwear. Most of them of the uh, jockstrap thong slash boyfriend short variety. And I had to literally go. What's a boyfriend short? It's, um it's like a brief that goes it's like a brief that goes a little up your ass is the way it's like it looks like a brief and then you put it on and you're like this doesn't cover the whole butt cheek it's not supposed to um that's what that is i think i've seen that little like like, traction it's a little peek butt gotcha um And I, it was the first time I ever had to walk off set because I had to just be like, God. And it was just one of those things where it was more that they tried to pull a fast one for the 80th time. And they just I thought showed you up, would just... And acquiesce. they stopped even trying to pull a fa- the fast one. They were like, they really just thought they'd beat me down into doing it. And I had to be like, this costs more money to do yeah. this.
0: That's that's messed uh, up. This is something that, again, people outside the industry don't really understand. That, like... Okay, if, if you're... Okay, sometimes, like, a shitty job... Is something like a hundred and fifty dollars an hour yeah. now to somebody who makes thirty dollars an hour fuck you hundred and fifty take the job but sometimes for us it's the same thing as somebody saying hey you work for thirty dollars an hour would you work for six dollars an hour yeah that, that's the best way to equate it and yeah, yeah especially for stuff that could potentially be
1: misused Without that's the permission? big thing is it is misused yeah. a lot Once that especially those outcomes you have no control over i've it. seen my photos show up in like random shops in villages in turkey that i'm just like i didn't work for that turkey shop um <laughs> i'm just wow. imagining it and, and like they'll just show i had an, uh, my friends the other day who um they they are um they're designers and they model their own clothing but other than that they're not you know models and they were like they the picture of the two of them was on like a big and tall shop in like kazakhstan or something like i don't know random country that's a, if you're from this kazakhstan is, i'm sure it's why
0: wonderful. Th- we, we we try and get the 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 clause about no ai yeah. because it's essentially the same thing. They can they can do whatever they want. And right now, contracts, like, are bad. If you ever read a contract, they literally say, we can do whatever we oh, want with
1: this, same. and you have no say over Absolutely it. Absolutely same. That's the one thing about, yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad they're striking, but, like, you know, SAG and the Writers Guild do have very strict bylaws for... Yeah. Vo for especially for non-union vo gets really any non-union anything gets super super shady. There's and, no there's <clears throat> no safety net. That's the problem. And yeah. for modeling, there is no unionization. There is oh, no wow. at least there's no union in the modeling world. Uh, there's a couple trying to create one. There's Model Alliance New York who has been trying to sponsor legislation, make change. They've been doing an amazing job. But as it sits, there is no union. So, because of that, you so need to have really good rep on your side. Ever has been non-union. Everyone ever ever like ever. famous billionaire models. There are it's videos, non-union. so there are video. So some of the videos could be SAG. Some of the videos sometimes yeah, are dep- SAG. Yeah,
0: after SAG, after depending absolutely. on that.
1: So, so the but video portion, the photos. Just, there's no non- there's there's no union protecting photo models in the world. That is and terrifying. It's, it's, So you're really, it's really sink or swim. That's why there's a lot of abuse in the industry. That's why there's a lot of just crazy shit happening all the time. Jesus. Um, but you you just need to know that's the same with me, like, where I have it, like, I have to go through the usage in every contract and be like, yeah. how much can you use this for? And then still, you use, use it past that date. That's my favorite thing. I love it yeah. when I see, if I see, if a reputable company is using my photos longer than they're supposed to, huh, it means I'm getting a check. I love yeah. it. I just contact them like, hey, 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 here's a contract. Bah, bah, bah. That is but, the most
0: magical thing on the other side of this. Uh, when you just get that email and it's like... <clears throat>
1: Can we just give you like,
0: uh, like ten thousand bucks? And it's like, I don't know who you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What did I do? Yes. Fifteen years ago. Yes. Sir. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you can yeah. use that. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. That man's dead oh. to me. Yes. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Um, here's a good little thing when we we're talking about underwear before. Um, what is your advice for chubby slash big guys who struggle to feel sexy and desirable? Um, this is. <sighs> I feel like I should go first being Please. The model. this so is here. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this is my forte. This is what I do. The answer is, um, go through an immense amount of, uh, self growth <laughs> and, um, and, uh, uh, a lot of exposure therapy. That is what worked for me. It is a scary, scary thing. One of the, I mean, growing up as a bigger person, um, we in media in life, was not considered what was deemed the most attractive. Um because of that developed a lot of weird things. I always had to make my body smaller, always had to I didn't want to take my shirt off ever. That was ever. the biggest fear. I did not want to go to pool parties. When I did I wore my shirt into the pool. Um yep. I, it was, that continued well into my twenties and I used to like, my favorite is I always use the, uh, the sunburn excuse. I'm just like, Oh, it's just so pale. Just so pale. I'm going to get a sunburn. None of it works. And while that's kind of true, I'm very pale and I get very sunburned. Same here. But the sunscreen does work. It's just me not wanting to take off my shirt. And it wasn't until I became a model that I started having to do those things. Um, and it's not like I was forced to do those things. It was more just that I knew that I had like a responsibility as one of the first, like plus size male models that I had, I had to be a role model. I had to take things off. I couldn't show fear doing it. So I did. And it was terrifying and it was scary for a long time. Um, and the more I did it, the, the less scary being exposed in front of people got, And then eventually, I found the people on the internet who liked this. And it was a strange, beautiful feeling. Because it didn't make any sense. (laughs) Uh, Everything I had been taught in my life, I was just like, no. I have man boobs and a big old belly and I'm very hairy and I'm very pale. This is not what people like. And then I started out of trying to build my own confidence and be a role model for other uh, chubby guys, put myself out there, shirtless, chubby, boobed, and hairy. And the people that came out of the internet being like, (laughs) I really like this. (laughs) It was like fucking just insane. It's, we, there is, people are into... A much broader spectrum of things than we An think higher rainbow of things it, yeah. it is it is really the more I, and the more i put myself out there the more i started appreciating it you start looking at your body in different ways you start being like this isn't bad at all i am just fine with this and then you start thinking if you're like me You start thinking of things like I did have girlfriends. I did. I'm married. Someone chose this. And then you're like, I guess it's not that bad. I guess people still are into it. And it's, it's almost like the barrier is only in your own mind and in the mind of people you want nothing to do with. Anyway, the people who will mock you for your size, for your belly, for your man boobs are people you do not want to associate with in general. Yeah. And it's, it's when you realize that and we can feel free about that and being like, this guy just called me a fat piece of shit with big old tuppy titties. And you're just like, I would never want to hang out with this person. I definitely don't want to feel their body against mine. Why am I upset about this? And once you realize that you're like, I don't like mean people. So why do I care? if they're talking about my body the nice people seem to really dig it so uh, yeah exposure therapy and it's it's a slow process is you're not gonna you're not gonna feel sexy and desirable the next day it's a very long process and there will always be dicks to say dickish things we're gonna get 15 comments at the bottom of this being like look at these ugly chuds like we're it's just what happens. If the people that you like, if the people that love you, if the people who are kind like you, then you're doing a good thing, and you're attractive, and you're desirable, and I want to feel your body against my body. That is a fantastic
0: (laughs) answer, and I feel like we're just about to see, I think, what is at the heart of our relationship, the juxtaposition. That was an uplifting, positive message. I am going to say... Um, Who gives a fuck what these fucking idiots think about you? Yeah. In my mind, when somebody just, just sprays the n- negativity nozzle out into the fucking internet, some sort of anonymous, you fucking troll, you big brave boy, I think it comes down to these people have such shitty lives they have mm. no authorship no control over the things in their life that they have nothing mm-hmm. and they want to ooh, they want to affect change the best oh my fastest way to affect change open up fucking instagram tiktok and go look at this slut you're a whore you're fat and stupid oh look a black person it's the easiest fucking thing yeah people just are Take the first three seconds of a video and spit some shit at it. Fuck you.
1: I heard someone the other day was
0: had anything worth living in it. You wouldn't have time to go onto Instagram and
1: (laughs) so, Zach. What a beautiful answer. Thank you. Fuck you. You stupid. I know. I heard someone say uh, the other day um, uh, that they never. They're like, say what you will, but I've never met a hater who was successful. And you're just like that's fucking true because yeah. people who are doing things in their of life the fucking argument yeah they yeah. don't have time to you're not to doing anything hate like. people
0: on the it, hating people on the internet that's Ugh. like that's the the wettest saddest so box sad. of Kleenex
1: I know I know yeah no that's, um, yeah we we probably have time for one more question because yeah. we are trying to be uh, responsible Sucinct. with your time everybody. Yes we're all um, busy. We all
0: have to get on Instagram and hate people who don't look like us exactly.
1: This could be a yeah. three hour podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> let's not use that as a clip. Uh, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> This could be a three hour podcast for sure, but yeah. um we're until we build up our repertoire and find out what you guys like and what I like um and what we like. Yeah. We're we're gonna try to keep this short and sweet. So by doing that, we're gonna do a quick little rapid fire, uh, a final question that uh, there's no way you and I can do in a rapid fire manner. So uh, excellent. <laughs> oh my god. Good. Um, Ready to fail. Kelsey asked, "What are your three films that helped make you who you are today, and how do they affect your POV?" Um, <laughs> fuck okay i have like a top 10 i can grab three of them that's what i'm doing too i'm just i'm randomly gonna pick three of my top 10 favorite movies just because i don't know what else to do we'll get into favorites at some point yeah 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 so do you want to throw out
0: three first i'll throw out three
1: that uh made me who i am today um number one off the list is definitely princess bride um (laughs) It is just—it's my favorite movie of all time. It shaped how I like to view the world. Um, it is—I want to view the world as funny and fantastic and full of love and adventure and, and Fred Savage and Fred Savage and 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 fucking Peter <laughs> Fox. I—I I want all of those things to be there. I fucking—I've been watching a lot of Columbo lately. So anyway, um, so definitely. Princess Bride. Number two, it's a wonderful life. Uh it's a classic Christmas movie. Um of, oh I wanna live again. Like that is <laughs> in
0: your house, in your
1: house,
0: Mr. Aguilagoni! Oh, it was his oh no.
1: <laughs> it, it is uh Jimmy Stewart is 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 an absolute classic. Um and it is also the one time of year I get to watch my father cry. He cries at that movie every single year. My very, my father is a strong, stoic, amazing man. Always <laughs> told me he loved me. He's not that kind of like Burring. tough guy, but he is a very strong, yes. uh, stoic man. And every year we play It's a Wonderful Life, and every year I get to watch him cry at multiple parts. He starts crying when he's like, don't box my sore ear, Mr. Gower. And then uh, later on... <laughs> He does it, like, five other times. It's so great. Um, And then, finally, I would have to go with Young Frankenstein. Um, Also, one. one of my favorite movies, but also shaped my sense of humor into, like, more than any other movie. The fact that just quick, witty... But also absurdist and ridiculous and fun and just, ugh. So that those three movies, I guess, is what made me the jolly weirdo you guys see today. Nice.
0: Um, so, again, I have a list of ten, but the first three that I guess I did experience when I was younger. Uh, first off, Clue, going with the oh. Madeline Kahn connection. Oh. Clue, to me, it's, it's a perfect comedy.
1: I hated her so much.
0: Flames, flames, flame, flames. flames on the, the side, side of, of my breathing. face. Breathing, breathing, <laughs> heaving breath. Just everybody in that—Madeline <laughs> Kahn, Chris oh, Lloyd, Michael McKeon. fucking so Tim good. Curry, oh. everything—and then randomly, Lee Ving, the lead singer of the punk band Fear oh my god <laughs> as mr body like you have all these not? incredible comic actors and then it's like let's get fucking Gigi allen not available let's get Lee Ving. Okay. brilliant um so that definitely um and the multiple endings i just, i love that
1: so much like but here's how it really happened i love that
0: That's we just so rewatched
1: good. that recently and i forgot so my good. wife had seen it and i was just like it's not over and she's like fucking <laughs> i know i was like oh good okay.
0: Yeah, that one, I will still put that on. That's fantastic. Um, uh, Ghostbusters, I know it's an easy one. It's but so like, good. how often do you come across, or at least back then, how often did you come across a truly frightening at times comedy, a supernatural comedy? Mm. Like, not to mention, you know, that was one of my early exposures to Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and uh, Ernie Hudson and, come on, like Bill Murray like that incredible like and that that plus clue kind of gave me the respect for an ensemble cast and a well-written comedy yes yeah those were two incredibly important ones and
1: honestly i love i love ghostbusters too as well i love ghostbusters too. um
0: like, Peter McNichol
1: is Josh and I had an idea incredible. back in the day. Um, by the way, everybody, we have a producer. His name is Josh. You can't yes. see or hear him, but he is a wonderful human being. He's and like a And we were force. actually roommates in college together. And Josh and I had an idea, like, early into college where um, this was right around the time drunk history was popular. And I was just like, and I got really wasted one day and tried to describe the plot of ghostbusters two to somebody. <laughs> and I was like, this could be a movie. This is how we get famous as I get wasted and try to describe <laughs> ghostbusters two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then third, I guess would be um, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, great. Um, I'm not a big, drug guy not a big drinking guy but terry gilliam and how in terry gilliam's one of my favorite directors uh Mm -hmm. his his uh uh dystopian trilogy uh brazil um 12 monkeys and zero theorem Mm -hmm. uh his work with monty
1: python uh monty python that that, they were close to being on my list because i'm just like i was I, i was a fat kid in seventh grade I owned Monty Python themed clothing. I, I bet, quoted did that. Did you movie. memorize? Yeah, I was gonna say. Did oh, you memorize yeah. sketches from Monty? Oh, Python, I yeah. know. I can. The Holy Grail. I can probably right now <laughs> say back to
0: front. That is a, that was a flare gun for us as kids because we had the body stuff. It was like, okay, well no one's going to like us for physically. We need to be smart and funny and we need to have all this stuff that we need to like. Here's, here's my, before we knew that we're valuable as fucking people, even if we're bigger, we were like, how can we make ourselves valuable in other ways? Uh, uh, Video games, pop culture, movies. I'm reading this book. You know, I'm, I'm smart. You know, I got to have all these other things to attract friends.
1: And specifically, Monty Python was like a rallying call where they're just like, "Hey, I'm smart, I'm funny, and I'm like weird shit." It was the smartest. If you are into this combination of funny and smart, that means you're gonna like me as well. Exactly. Yeah. It
0: kind of got all that out of the way. But yeah, so Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I think it is just an insanely weird, enjoyable movie. And years after I watched the movie, I saw the movie in theaters with my friends Mm -hmm. seven times. We could not tell you the plot of that fucking movie i I read the book by hunter s thompson the plot of the movie is is a paragraph johnny depp's character is a reporter he gets hired to cover this thing he goes to cover it he freaks out because of drugs he tries to leave he gets called back to cover another thing that's the plot of the movie that's the movie fear and loathing in las vegas if you don't know that you have no clue what the fuck is going on So, yeah, I just I love that movie. I love not understanding it and then going to understanding it. It it gave me a respect for Benicio del Toro, who I think put on 80 pounds to play uh, Oscar Zeta Acosta. Um, Johnny Depp lived with Hunter S. Thompson for a period of months. Hundred is a him?
1: crazy person with the amount of oh. drugs he, invi- he just imbibes on yeah. a daily basis in order I miss to him. function.
0: He, yeah. So so those yeah. three, I feel like, kind of shaped me. And the thing that people find interesting and a little unbelievable that I don't habitually use drugs or alcohol because I think there's, it's, there's so many more interesting things to do. And there like, are. Yeah. There yeah, are. So those three tiny little slices of of what we're doing but for me quick quick aside Monty Python I did not grow up doing Monty Python I grew up with The State which was a two or three season show on MTV in like Mm -hmm. 91 through 93 or something that was my comedy bedrock as far as a
1: show man yeah all funny stuff that you can hear in upcoming episodes of V five Fo Chums. This is the first episode. We did it, this Paul. Is the first episode. We fucking we did it. We went through. There was some rough parts. I hope we didn't lose any of you guys, but there were some great parts. There's some yeah. things. We we're gonna clip this, guys. We're some gonna put good. it on the social medias. Maybe you Just guys gold. are gonna you guys are gonna like it and listen to it. Um We're going to learn. We're going to love. We're going to grow. Please follow us at at FeeFifoChums on all of your social media platforms. Um, Please like and review this episode and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. Or if you just think we're cute, give us five stars. Um, It really does make a big difference in a new podcast. So, um, yeah, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all the fun things. This is the first of many. Paul, thank you for being here. Um, yeah, man, thank you for having me and being here. I know, here, I know. We we just this was just an idea. Um, we love you all. We'll see you next week. This has been Fifa Fo Chums. Woo.